All right, all right, all right. What's up, everybody? It's me, Duncan J, and you're listening to the Dude Cast. That's Dumb Opinions of Duncan Dude Cast. Uh, and uh, I've got a special treat. We're doing a, a little road trip edition of the Dude Cast. Uh, the Dude Cast wrote uh, nothing. Never mind. I, I thought I had something there, and I was like, oh, God, God, God. So, anyways. Uh, with me uh, on the road tonight uh, was uh, my, my man, EQ Manly, everybody. Say hi. How y'all doing? This is EQ Manly, live from the road. Look, there's only two people listening. You ain't got to be all like, hey, everybody. <laughs> there's like my mom, I think, and like my cousin, maybe, you know, like, so no, but uh, we had a good time tonight, man. We did, we hit two open mics tonight. I've been, uh. I haven't been, been doing mics lately. I've been having fun getting up with a couple mics here and there. You know, just, yeah. just fucking around, not not a lot of pressure and shit. Just you know, it's been fun. So we were up at uh, uh, we came, we're just now coming from Tiernanog, which is like one of the oldest open mics in Daytona Beach. And uh, by oldest, I mean I mean like everybody's like, is that thing still fucking going? It's still going. <laughs> um, if you've never been there, by the way, it, it's it's an interesting room. And by interesting, I mean it's tough. You gotta come with your gay game, and then fucking knock it down a notch so that they get it. So no, just... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's, it's just a certain energy. If you don't read the right energy, then you know it's it's not it's not gonna be fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, basically, if you go up there trying out new material, thinking it's gonna land, you're gonna fail miserably every time. If you yeah. go up there and just don't give a fuck what they think about what you say, you're probably gonna hit more often than not. So, um, what was your experience there, EQ? My experience was that it was probably one of the toughest rooms I've ever been in as far as trying to do stand-up comedy. Okay. Um, not only are they not interested, but they you just have to do something to grab their attention. And it was amazing to me how a set that would go that went over well in a room prior would just utterly flop the way it did. Well, yeah, but but it also that has to do with the de- different demographics. Like the people in the first show were definitely uh, had a lot more experience, and by that I mean they were an older audience, they were an older crowd. Right, right. You know, the people that were at the at Tiernog are in their like you know mid to late twenties, early thirties. And, you know, they're just, this is their fucking hangout. Well, basically what I think is if you don't do jokes about uh, drugs and waking up with hangovers, you're not going to be successful. Well, there. it's an Irish pub in Daytona. So what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, at least some semblance of it. Like, you know, I don't know. Talking about how you, I know you had a hangover in the military. Many, many, many exactly. times. Exactly. So times. tell some of those stories, uh, you know, you you don't have to name names or countries or fucking anything, you know? Uh, I swear the first guy that went up, he was the epitome of if Weird Al had never made it. Or, or if Captain Lou Albano had read a book. Like, yeah. if anybody knows Captain Lou Albano from fucking rock and wrestling in the fucking 80s. Absolutely. One of my heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy Lauper's father and girls just want to have fun. Yeah, that guy was definitely him. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that any of the regular locals from uh, com- comedians. I didn't see that they their stuff was really going over that well either. Oh no, no, no! Uh, this is this is a hands down uh, the most masochistic motherfuckers you'll ever fucking meet, right? Because not only do they uh, like they they love to hate on themselves, 
And so that's what the, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, that's why that room is, because, no, let me get, don't get a twist. It's not like that every night. There are nights that are fucking magical in that room. They're okay. just, they're just so few and far between. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but no, what that, and that, those nights, those magical nights, that's actually what's kept it going so long. Because there are some nights that just like, wow, what, what, would, what do we do wrong, different tonight than we did the last time? And after 10 years, they still haven't figured it out to do it consistently. Well, the, the two guys that run it now actually inherited it from uh, Zach Bennett. Okay. Zach Bennett used to run this room. And before Zach, there was another guy. I think he was in an improv group or something like that. I can't remember the guy's name. So this has been bequeathed to other what comics. What a big word, Duncan. Bequeathed. I know. I set the bar real low. So when I say some <laughs> smart shit, people are surprised. Yeah, um, <laughs> it takes a lot of work to look this dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, it was uh, the, the whole experience. Uh, I, I guess like it was like kind of like you told me before we went in. You know, I got a few chuckles, um, and I guess I can call that a success. Uh, I warned you up front. I yeah, mean, absolutely. it wasn't like you were going in blind. Like, if I had not told you, I would expect you to be pissed at me. Be like, why didn't you tell me this is a fucking asshole's here? Yeah, or the, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, that one thing that was, that was funny, I, I tried to interact with the one guy. It's a guy with freaking geisha uh, hair. Uh, oh, that dude. Yeah. Bro. And, and I was like, oh, you got chopsticks in your hair. He wasn't and, even in our dimension. <laughs> okay. He was going to be like, yeah, I'm like eating Chinese later. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, and then he goes, what's my name? <laughs> he totally woke up. I like the wrong part of the joke, but... Maybe he's like, what's my name? I mean, I got to... I laughed at that, because I thought... Oh, it was hilarious. It was great. It was hilarious. No, 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 it was fun. They had a lot of characters there, a lot of interesting characters. I've never seen such a... a, But... Eclectic group of people. There was a guy there with freaking full-on pork chop sideburns. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually uh, one of the... I think he's the bar manager or something like that, or one of the co-owners. Yeah, so it was definitely an eclectic group of people. Oh, yeah, no, dude, dude, bro... It's Daytona fucking beach at an Irish pub. The, the, I mean, this is the creme de la creme of fucking people watching. Okay? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> And not only that, but because, listen, we sound like we're talking shit about this place, but I had a lot of fun. I did. I, I enjoyed did myself. So I don't want anybody fucking running back and fucking telling somebody I said some shit on a podcast. That I didn't actually no, say. No, no, it, it's not no, that the place was that. bad, and nobody there was bad, and no, nobody no, was no. mean. But it, it's it just was not. Just a, a, it was just the energy in the room tonight was just a little bit off. You yeah, know? yeah, it wasn't a room but that we, was giving itself to you. You really had to work. But for listen, it. I give it up for Kevin and Andre for keeping that shit running. Okay, um, if you get it, if you're a comic and you I happen to be listening to this every Wednesday night at ten o'clock at Tiernanog in fucking Daytona Beach. It's definitely worth. Uh, I mean, it's it's worth going up there just to just to get a vibe for something outside of your little neck of the woods. Absolutely, and uh, you can learn. Uh, you probably learn more from a tough room than you do from a room that's easy. Well, you definitely learn more from when you bomb in a room than you would if you do good in that room because you always learn more from having a bad set because you learn what did I, what could I have done differently? Okay, you said it. I could have had drug jokes or this kind of jokes or whatever. But you could have also, you know, uh, just seen the felt the vibe of the room and maybe done some crowd work or done in the moment stuff. Like there's a lot, there's things to learn from that. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. 
So I went up there solely with a paired set that I did in another room. Right, that you did in another room, and, and you expected the same response. And I, yeah. Because you could have done that same material, delivered it in a different way, because it's all about presentation. Right. Do you know what I'm right, saying? Right. It's all about presentation. If you read the audience, you know how they want to be spoken to. You know what they're kind of expecting, and you can kind of deliver the same material on a different dish. Okay, because yeah. it's all about presentation. Because, like for instance, if, you, if I take a hot dog, put it in a bun, slap some mustard on it, put it on a paper plate, and hand it to you, that's just a hot dog, right? Right. If I take that same hot dog, I take the bun and I toast it, and I put a little drizzle of fucking Dijon mustard on it, and I take that that, that hot dog and I barely cut it up, just cut those little slices in it so it looks fancy and looks gourmet. It's the same hot dog presented differently. Right. You have a different fucking response to it. If I if we had planned to stay longer, maybe I could have watched a couple more uh, in yeah. that room and picked up a little more on the vibe. I mean, I went third, you went fourth. Um, yeah, there wasn't much to go on. And what the, the, the reality was is that the majority of the audience was in there when the the hosts, the co-hosts were on stage. Right. You know what I mean? And then once they stepped away, one went to soak the smoke cigarettes, the other one was standing in the back time in the comics. Um, when they stepped away, it became like now, you know, uh, the my, the people aren't running it aren't here. We can just go hide in the wings because the rest of this shit's gonna suck. Right. You know, that's the vibe you got. Yeah. You know. Very much so. But that first dude, that what was his name? Uh, Larique. Cle- Loic. Loic. That dude was good. Yeah, I liked his set. That dude he, was good. I liked I mean, his set a I liked lot. his energy. He had very good energy, very good smiling, and um, you know. He reminded me of like like he was and he was a good writer too. He reminded me kind of like if, if Dorian Gale and Chris Robinson had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been. Uh, that, that, that's a very good analogy, actually. Of because of, of his naive take, because he went to he talked about Catholic Church and this that, and the other thing, and then, but he was such a good writer that he was commanding on the stage, you know. All in all, I, I thought it was a good set. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, he'd be somebody that I'd actually like to see again. Yeah. And why, you know, I'm a, if, I'm, I, if, if he if he makes it, I'd, I'd like to watch his career. I could say uh, I saw him at the. At the uh, right, right. I saw him win. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to because uh, he was actually on the list tonight. I think he would have last over at, in first place. Over at Madcap, yeah. Right. So I'm gonna see about um, reaching out to him because he's I think he's from like Jacksonville or Gainesville or some shit like that. So. Yeah, he'd be a good person to, to, to bring No, I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna reach out to him and see if he wants to come down and do one of the uh, spotlight sets at, at, at a social. I mean, might not be worth it to him, but I'm sure if he's driving down here to do two open mics. He's not getting paid for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, at least I got your food and drink, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, the life of a comedian uh, in the beginning is not very fancy. Now I, we can't go on to the other venue. Okay, I, I, I feel in pure conscience can't go to the next venue without. Give me a shout out to Anthony and the Empanadas. Absolutely. Oh right. my God, bro! Guys. Irish bar, fucking empanadas. Yes. What? Puerto Rican empanadas. These things were uh, had to be uh, top three empanadas I've ever had. I'm a, I'll, I'll go up there with that. Yeah. They, absolutely. They were, absolutely. they were very full. The taste was right. My, and, my and only. They bring you a selection of hot oh, sauces. Oh, bro, the sauces. Like, first of all, the, the, the empanada was so good. Then unless he put sauces in front of us, we probably wouldn't have asked for it. Absolutely, because I, I, I the, tasted the both kinds and the beef. 
very, very juicy, like, like moist for all those who fucking hate that word. Yeah. <laughs> it was moist. No, it was, it was, it was like, it was tender. It was, very, it was yes, they were very succulent, cool. if you will. Succulent, another big yes. word, Duncan. I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> I wrote out of the dictionary. That's not just a joke. That's not, that's, that's <laughs> not just a joke. It was, fuck, I really wrote out of the dictionary. Um, I really got up to the acid. For going to an Irish <laughs> bar and having non-Irish snack food, um, it, it was very, very and delicious. If and you're wondering how we stumbled upon empanadas at a fucking Irish pub, we left from the other place, and and you know EQ hadn't eaten anything, or he had eaten enough because he had something on the way there that was just a horrible fucking oh, bur- burger. It, it was a gas station burger, which I could have told him was gonna end the horrible. <laughs> but no, he, uh, that's all he had. So he was like, man, I'm, I'm, I got to eat something, man. I'm getting lightheaded, I'm getting a little headache. and getting to that point where I'm so hungry, I can't think about anything else but fucking being hungry. Right. Right. So we asked, we we're like, you know, hey, is there a place around here to grab a snack at? And the host of the show was like, dude, try the empanadas. He's like, those are the best empanadas you ever had in your life. And, and he was like, what? I, I, I'm like, look, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. I doubt they'll be the best empanadas. like that, you know what I mean? They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll give you an earlier slot because they know it's late, you gotta drive an hour back or whatever you gotta do. Yeah. You know, and they know that also that they have, you know, limited time for attention span of an audience there, you know? But they also, you know, sometimes they'll even give you a little bit more time, you know, because you're from out of town, you know? And everybody else around there is, you know, that's, this is their weekly spot. Right, right. They're all coming so, to hang out and practice their new stuff yeah. just like we do in Broward right. County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and you guys are probably like, why the fuck would you go to that sort of place knowing that that was such a shitty place to go to? Because you can't avoid... Well, it's because we were here. <laughs> well, that, that's, okay, that, that, that's I mean, that, 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 I mean, the honest answer is, is because we were in the neighborhood. Yeah, we were, you know ten, I mean? we were 10 miles away. We, like, literally, we, we went to our, like, so yesterday I saw EQ. He came out, hung out with me at a... Kava Sutra. Kava Sutra bar in Palm Bay. Uh, go check them out. Tell them Duncan sent you. You don't. Don't worry. You're not gonna get a discount or anything. Just tell them I sent you. See what they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Conversation Bar, man. We did that on a Tuesday night, and he came out and I introduced him to Ed Tilb, who's booking it, and uh, he actually got to do some time on stage last night. Absolutely, and that that was kind of uh, really uh, different because I, I'm usually the type that likes to be prepared 
to, to go on stage and it was uh so it got him out of his comfort zone absolutely because it was like hey and can you can you do five minutes or ten minutes yeah. on your own okay let me think of some stuff to throw and, together and, it, and in my opinion based on how well i've known him how long he's been doing comedy the fact that he got shook at the beginning about going up yeah i'd say he executed perfectly I think, you, I think you, you, did a, I did, you did a great job. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. I told you the hiccups, the things that I thought you could work on. Absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, all in all, for a fucking five-minute set, is a, it's like, you know, hey, here's an instant audition. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And if you're listening to this cast and you don't know how hard it is to come up with five minutes off the cuff when you haven't prepared or, or if you're not doing it every, you know, three times a week, it's not easy. No, it's not. It's not. And, like, for me... Like, on the flip side of that same coin, for me, I had a hard time doing just 10 minutes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, 10 minutes, I'm just getting warmed up. You know, you guys, this audience is just getting to like me in 10 minutes. Now, they've been laughing, but they're just getting to know me and like me at that point. Exactly. So, it's like, as soon as I'm getting ready to roll, I get, I see a light, and I'm like, motherfucker. You know? Yeah, and I, I really did enjoy the Cover Future Place. Actually, the... the I, I don't know that I would spend the money to drink kava that often. Right. Um, it's very unique. Um, no, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I had that, that fucking brownie shot. Okay? And they make it in batches. I don't know if they have it every day. It sounds like it's been a, a good seller or whatever. But it tasted... I'm going to be honest with you. They call, they call it brownie batter. Yeah, yeah. Brownie batter. And, and the brownie batter... Bro. Okay. I'm not a kava. I'm not gonna sit here and say kava this, kava that, kava that. But I'll be honest with you. First time I ever had kava. First time and second time. Fucking dirt water. Absolutely. Fucking just. I was like, you put a root in water and call it tea. I was like, what are we like savages? You know. What I mean? like, so I, I did it though. With our, our I did it because knives. the promise of I was gonna get a high off of it. I felt fucking nothing except for I need to brush my teeth. Yeah, I did feel. <laughs> it took a little bit, but I did feel kind of calm. No, but I'm um, just saying that was the, this was the first time, first and second time. Now that last night, yo, that I don't know what she put in the brownie bag. But I, first of all, I did the shot. It tasted just like it. it I, I said it. it. It took me back to when I got to lick the bowl when my mom made brownies. Yeah. And, and, and the mixer the heads. The mixer yeah, heads. Yeah. I, I used to watch like, <laughs> the mixer heads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a lollipop. It's you amazing know? that you didn't turn out gay. You know, look, look, at, <laughs> look at those things all the time. Well, I mean, between the push pops and yeah. the rocket sickles. Oral, fix, oral fixations. <laughs> all the oral fixations. Yeah, surprisingly, more people didn't become, you know, cokeheads using the pixie sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to snort those once. It burns. Once. <laughs> sugar burns. You, you learned that lesson once. I, I learned it the hard way. Too. Yeah, colored sugar <laughs> is not good for your nose. Just for those, you know, out no. there. So, so, um, so that being said, you know, the empanadas are awesome. So, fast forward to why we actually came down. Or up, uh, technically. Yep. So last night, like I said, we were at the Cabo Bar. And somebody said something about, uh, it was uh, um, Selena. Selena mentioned something about doing the Madcaps open mic, which is on Wednesday nights. Correct. And PQ looked over at me. He's like, hey, you want to ride out? And I was like, well, this is probably, this is like the literally the last Wednesday I'll have to do something like this. Because from now on, I have every Wednesday night at social distance. 
So I don't want, this is the second Wednesday, so they're doing dueling pianos tonight. Right. For the last time. So anyways, I was like, sure, we'll ride out. So we come up here, we ride out. It was a nice little place. Madcaps, I, I was I was uh, impressed with the setup of the room. It looks like a room you want to perform in. Um, the stage isn't very big, so you can't move around too much. It's actually, I mean, it's reminiscent of like a stage in New York. Because that's how small they are in the yeah, yard. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? You just have like, no room. You stand there. You have to walk through the audience to get to the stage. You're immersed in the audience. They're right there. They can see you sweat. They can smell you fart. It's funny, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's right there. It's, and it's, that's that's what's great about the club is it is so intimate. And if you met, if you did smell anything, I might have had, you know, that gas station cheeseburger did, <laughs> did a little something on me. Apologize to the big gym in the front row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because... The host brought you up when Jim was supposed to be up. Yeah, he came and asked me, or you know, to clarify my name, make sure he was pronouncing it right. Right. Which, you know, he's like, "All right, you're after you're after Big Jim." And then when he came up, he's like, uh, "EQ man." I'm like, "I thought Big Jim was going." He's like, "Oh shit." Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, that was all good. It was fun. So I, I got introduced twice. It was nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you did actually. Uh, Madcaps. Um, like I said, and great. you did a good job. You did a great job. You had a great set, and that's what sets you up for devastation and fucking <laughs> at the nog. At the nog. But no, um, you had a great set. In fact, you had such a good set that the owner came up and talked to you after you set. He did. He came over and he said, uh, he asked me how long I was doing comedy. I said, uh, basically since 2017, minus a couple of COVID years, and that I was uh, just getting back on the horse and, and, and trying my hand again. And uh, he said, I really liked your stuff. Uh, some of it took me by surprise. It was, uh, and you know, made the funny even better. He's like, you're welcome to come anytime. Right. So that was cool. Yeah. Very cool, man. It was good. And, um, you know, I did a set. <laughs> it was a frazzled set, but it was a set. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I got, so, like I said, after, after, um, EQ set, the owner came and talked to him. And after my set, I had to talk with the owner as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just going to, you know, I got to talk about it. All you right, know? And, I, and, and I mean, the reality was, is that, look, he thought, because the game of telephone, he thought that I said, that I was talking shit about him on a podcast, um, which I'm not going to name, because it doesn't need to be whatever. Right. He, he asked me, his, his initial words with me were, why are you talking shit about me on a podcast? And I specifically asked him. What did I say? He's like, you've been talking shit about me on a podcast. I was like, what did I say exactly, though, that offended you? And he, the look on his face, I knew he, he, he doesn't know what I said. So I told him, I was like, I'll tell you what I said. I said that I had an issue with the fact that you have paying customers come in here on a Friday, Saturday night. You don't do feature sets. You get two people to do guest spots, which is fine by me, whatever, but you're charging people the door and you're not paying those people on stage. You're just giving them guest spots, you know? And you're covering it because you're saving money on paying for a feature. And you set, I'm not saying how much money you gotta pay each of those guys, just if you're charging at the door, you're supposed to pay everybody that's on the stage because the, that's what people came to watch. Right. Okay? Now, you don't have to pay everybody the same. I'm not even gonna tell you how much you gotta pay them. But, I mean, it's like when the Yankees play, all right? The marquee players 
get paid way more than the guys riding the bench, but the guys riding the bench all get paid. Right, exactly. You know, whether they get up at that or not. You know, they're riding the pine, whatever. They're on the roster, whatever, you know? I feel that. That's all I'm saying. It's a good analogy. And I'm not, I'm not again, I'm not dicta- trying to dictate anybody's business or anybody's what you pay who. All I'm saying is, if you're charging at the door, everyone on that show should get paid. Something. Something. Give them five dollars on a bar tab. I, whatever. I don't give it. I'm not saying, but it's just it rubs me the wrong way when I see that practice, and I've seen that practice several times, and I've mentioned it on this podcast, and I said it just seems shady to me. It doesn't seem like good practice, good business practice, if you want to keep comics coming back to your club, you know. And that was on top of the fact that I, you know, I had an issue because. I didn't ask if I was getting paid. He invited me. I did a, I did a, on uh, like a, a spot on one of his shows back about a year and a half ago, and he asked me to come back for the weekend. I was assuming I was doing a feature set because, you know, uh, that's what he said. <laughs> and I get back, I get there, you know, get back there on a Saturday night. I do the set. It was, you know, I had a host. I had a guest spot, which is five to seven minutes. I ended up doing 25. And then, you know, the, the, the headliner did his full set. And so I was like, at the end of the night when everybody's getting paid, everybody else got paid but me. And so I walked up to the guy that was looked like he was in charge. The guy who was paying everybody. I was like, hey, I was just wondering if I was getting paid. You know, I figured I did a feature set, right? Get a little something, maybe gas money, something. I don't know. But then he calls Adam and said, oh, no, that was a guest spot. I'm like, oh. So I didn't get mad. I wasn't mad. I, I said, like I said, I just chalked it up to guess what? That's on me. I didn't confirm that there was pay on this gig before I fucking took it. Right. You know what I mean? That's on me. I'll accept that. But then, you know, I found out that he was, he, I mean, not found out, but then, like I said, he told me that he doesn't pay features. He gets guest spots. Two guest spots. Two yeah. guest spots and whatever, whatever. And so I told him, right? I told him that exact thing tonight. Because I told him that's exactly what I said on the podcast. And so now he, then he tells me that he pays every one of the comments to get on stage. And I was like, guess what? Then I stand corrected. I have new information now. I have a different perspective. I have a different, you know, uh, different thought process, different different opinion now. Because that this is new information. If you're paying your people, I got no problem. I've never, I've never had a problem with your club. I've never had a problem with you. I had a problem with your your stand your your uh, the way you do it. we're doing things paying comments. the business side the business side I've, personally I don't know you well enough to have a fucking problem with you you know but I just you know I saw something that I thought was not kosher and you can ask anybody around I've always stood up for what was right not what was popular okay right right and you know I don't mind being look. None of y'all gonna ruin my career. I already did that myself. Okay. <laughs> so the reality is, is that if I if I'm you know seeing things that are happening, I'm looking out for all the other comics just as well as I'm looking out for myself. Because guess what? All we got is we. All we got is us. That's right. And you know, you know, there's a delicate balance between uh, so club me, owners and yeah. comedians. It, it's a it's a need need relationship. We need club owners to want to, or even business owners, to want to have comedy so we have a place to do business. And they want to have people laugh and enjoy 
uh, comedy at their establishments. Right, right. So it's a, it's a, we need each other. So, yeah. you know. And we, the thing is, though, is the thing is, and the, and the bottom line is, is that <clears throat> this was all started by somebody who was on a podcast that I was on. And I said some shit that the, the guy that runs the podcast didn't want on it. He didn't want bad blood with the person that I, with, with, with Adam. And so he edited it out because it's his podcast. And if it's on his podcast, then Adam could have had, you know, negative as, you know, uh, feelings about him. Right. And I get that. It shit. I didn't want any blowback from it, you know, but somebody was on that podcast ran and told Adam that I said the most horrible shit that they had to fucking edit it out. And I told him straight up tonight, tonight I told Adam, I said, listen, I wasn't talking shit about you. All I did was give my opinion on a specific thing. I get, I, I, I told you, I said exactly what I thought. Okay. It was not a negative attack on you. It was just my opinion on some, on a certain, you know, situation. And now tonight, He's, he told me. He told me straight up. That's, things work different now. I pay every comment goes up on stage. And you know what? Good. I'm glad. Thank you. I'm sorry that, you know, if you felt like I said some shit about you, but I just was, like, in a position that I've, I've been there, in that position where I was being manipulated and used and fucking, you know what I mean? Right. Like, but I'm not saying that you, that Adam was doing that. I'm just saying that's how I felt. Right. About it, okay. Right. Cause, cause so I don't want to get this. I, I don't want. I don't want to get this misconstrued. I don't want to get. I'm literally trying to tell. To try to You're set the fucking record your straight. Feelings about situations. Yeah. I'm trying to set the record straight that, that I have happened. no beef with Adam. I got no beef with Madcaps. I think I fucking love his club. One day I'll get to work it and get paid. <laughs> but you know. It's um, a great club. I, it it's really a, it's, it's a fantastic club. I would recommend it to anybody and everybody. Fucking, he's got great comics that have come in and out of there. I, I, a lot of my good friends. I mean, look, my man, fucking Chris Robinson, is headlining there, and he deserves every fucking ounce of headlining work he gets. I love him. Uh, I mean, like he—he he was one of the guys I fucking took in when I first started doing this shit. You know what I mean? And like he took everything. He was like a sponge. He took everything that I fucking threw his way, and he took it and ran. And he's at where he's at now, and that's on him. Everything he's got right now, he deserves. Ha- he deserves. He worked. For you him. know, I'm not even trying to take credit for any of him because I can't. It's all his hard work. But I'm proud of him because he Absolutely. listened to me. You know what I mean? He listened to what I said. You know? He ignored most of it. That's why he's successful. <laughs> no, but, but true talk, real talk. I just want to clear the air about Madcaps, about, you know, Adam. Listen, uh, like I said, like I told you to your face, like I said, uh, like right then and there, I will get on, on a podcast. I will retract whatever I fucking said because I told you I'm a man of my word. Okay? So I'm, a, I'm sending you this link, okay, <laughs> to this podcast. And I just got one last thing to say, and that's... Um, how are you going to talk about my fucking Punisher shirt when you was wearing cruise clothes? <laughs> I mean, seriously, bro. I love you. I, I wish, listen, I really want you, brother, to succeed in all, everything you do, all your businesses. I got no ill will towards you. I hope you have no ill will towards me. And that is the end of the apology session of this fucking podcast. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Why would we call it? Apology session. Call it the squashing session. The squashing session. Squashing session. Uh, if you're a if you're an aspiring comedian, um, you're gonna have to put in some miles. You're gonna have to go to different places. If you're in Brevard County like we are, you're gonna have to get out of Brevard County. Huh. I highly <laughs> suggest. Uh, driving to Madcaps on a Wednesday night, getting your name on the list, and doing a set outside of Brevard County. And then go to the Nog so you can feel horrible about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a twofer. But, but like, so. get the empanadas so you make a good decision that night. Right. right. <laughs> That'll be the best decision you made if you end up at the Nog. Uh, going to it's Mad- getting the empanadas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> going to Madcaps for me. And, ex- and, and experiencing it one it's a different crowd it's people who've never heard me before and um uh i had my conversations with strangers and it was fun and uh, it's a great setup it's Look, a great location it's a very supportive um, mic they're, they're very inclusive i mean it didn't I mean, they were they did they did they did the thing man mad caps I, like i said bro I, I i've always enjoyed the club i mean i've been there this is the third time and every time i've been there I, I've enjoyed my time. The crowd, I've enjoyed the audiences there, and I've had fun on stage. Yeah, and so there's, there's I, comedians I've, from the local area that are um, uh, all in different levels, and uh, oh yeah, from oh, ones yeah. who've been doing you know maybe three to five years, and they're working on new stuff to brand new people who are like, hey, I want to try this out, uh, and, and it was it was good to hear them all. And just like you go to any open mic, sometimes uh, uh, sometimes people are really good. Yeah. I had a really good set. And sometimes people are really bad. Yeah, I mean, like... Oh, did you catch the dude who uh, who had his fly open the whole time he was on stage? What? Yeah, the the the, the Afghani dude or whatever. No. That I his girlfriend that. was in the crowd. No, I must have been smoking. Yeah, he, 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 he was talking about how he became a Floridian uh, recently, and I agreed with him because his fly was open, and, and he, uh, needed, he needed the air conditioning. Oh, wow. So you told him his fly was open? No, I let him go. Oh, wow. <laughs> but he did the whole, his whole set up there. It, uh, it, it wasn't a you know, great you know, night, You know who I blame for that? The girlfriend. The girlfriend. The girlfriend she should have told him. She should have told him the fly was up. I mean, come on now. She should have been looking. She, she should have been like, zip your suit up. Like, whatever. I don't know, man. It's fucking, that's funny. That's funny. No, I missed that. No. The, the greatest thing about going to different things for me, uh, different <clears throat> open mics and stuff, is seeing what other people think is funny, um, how people express themselves. Uh, yeah. For a lot of us comedians, uh, doing comedy is a form of therapy, a <laughs> form of uh, outlet and release. And uh, what some people outlet and release is really interesting. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's the only five, six, 15 minutes that you're happy each yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. But uh, yeah, the, to hear some of that stuff is like, okay. So one guy was talking about his OnlyFans and the cum coming out of his beard. Uh, oh, yeah. I had to walk out on that. Yeah, the, like, guy, ah. the other guy was talking about uh, how you lick a girl from behind and and he got, uh, he actually got done on his knees to try to make, and I was oh, like... Oh, he acted it out? Yeah, he acted it out. Oh, I was great. like, oh, great. That was great. But you know what? I never discount those, uh, and I'm going to bring up another comic who's uh, doing great things, Dorian Gale. Yeah. Uh, Dorian Gale, I'm so proud of him because I was at, uh, what was that hookah bar? Jasmine Hookah. Oh, yeah. The very, very first time he did that the... Dorian did a set. Ah. And it was his first set ever, 
And, was it? Yeah. I thought you started not to. No, it was. He said it I was his first set that he did. Huh. Uh, and it was it was at Jasmine Hookah, which no longer exists. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Uh, <laughs> that place was horrible. But uh, uh, Dorian, that set that night, I, I I was like, I don't know if this guy's got. Did he do the? Did he do the? Um. He the, tried to act out having sex on the floor. Well, he did the the the, the how they dancing. Yeah. It was it was him and his mom dancing. Or, yeah. something, or like how they dance at, at like his um, family's fucking parties or some shit like yeah. that. He's like, and that's how I was conceived. Yeah, it was. Pretty, that was dude. That was hilarious. It, it was pretty interesting. Um, but to see how far Dorian has come and and oh, shout yeah. out props to Dorian Gale. Right. Um, like I said, I was there at your first show, bro, and I'm so, I'm proud every time I see you on uh, Facebook, uh, on BET. And that's another one I'm proud of because I mean, honestly, he, he he was one of, I mean, get on one of my shows. Not saying that it, I had anything to do with it, but him being on my shows, I've given him advice over the years, and right. he's taken that advice and he's run with it. And he's fucking made fucking great great strides, and he's fucking. I'm proud dude. of both of them, uh, Chris, Chris and Dorian. I, I've dude, seen them, let me tell you who I'm proud of. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna shout out Eugene fucking Singleton right now, because honestly, we're sitting outside waiting for the fucking Madcaps to open. And I hear two comics who I have no idea who they are. They're fucking obviously fucking, you know, open micers. You know, not not saying that degrading. It's just these are people that are not on my radar. I don't know who they are. Right. And they're like, dude, you gotta see Eugene Singleton. And the guy goes, who's Eugene Singleton? He's like, oh man, this guy's fucking hilarious. Yes. Like, and I was like, you know what? Good old my man, Eugene. Got fucking young comics talk about your ass. I love it. Yeah, I haven't seen Eugene in a while. Dude. I've got nothing but love for Eugene. Absolutely. Uh, he, he is very funny. And just like the rest of it, he, he has good days and bad days. I haven't seen him in a while. I hope he gets back on the local scene. Oh, no, he's uh, he's been on the local scene. He's running a fucking... He's running a room on set once a month on Saturday nights over at the fucking... Uh, uh, what is that? Uh, the Twisted Birch? I don't know where that is. Hey, Eugene, if you're listening to this or you pick this up, <laughs> hey, hit, hit up EQ. I'm your boy, man. I'll, I'll do a five or ten minutes He'll for you. He'll suck your dick, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about all, I don't know about all that. Getting all pooky on this shit. <laughs> hit, hit your boy up. EQ wants to do some time, man. And put your tongue back in your mouth. There's an asshole right here. Shit. Oh, man. No, but it's, it's, actually, it's actually a really, really great room. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm proud of him for fucking picking that up, especially after you know he, he was literally sideswiped by losing the fucking you know uh, uh, old school pizza joint. Yeah. I, that, and God bless that place. I wish that place would open because I miss I miss their pizza. I miss their fucking Strombolis, man. Their, their Strombolis were very good. off the man, so off the so chain. Good. I don't and know. And had the king chicken, uh, uh, like. He had the recipe, the secret recipe for King's Chicken. Yeah. He had it there. He did his fucking, he did it as as part of his, his, his wings. So he'd get his wings with the King Chicken. Oh, man. What? It's good stuff. Dude. I don't know what what, what uh, old school pizza was going to do. Um, well, they were moving because the, the, where they were was owned by the school. Right. And the school was basically letting everybody's lease run out and not renewing because they're going to tear all that shit down with the 7-Eleven and build something else in, allegedly. So down where... The Walmart grocery store is. There's a little plaza right behind the Speedway. Uh-huh. That right there is where they were supposed to move, where the Indian food place is. Right next to the barbershop. 
it's kind of it's it's a it's a little buried there behind the speedway. Um, I, I no, hope, no, I know, but I, that's I hope, they, I hope they continue to good, do good business. But uh, well, that's, I mean, dude, it's been I, over I a year if, they haven't opened. Wow. Yeah, they closed. They closed like like. They, I was let me put it this way. I was still living. It's been almost two years now because I was still living at the old apartments there on Babcock when they had to close. Right. So and they still and haven't I haven't lived there. Yeah, they still haven't opened. Wow. They, they still haven't opened. They were supposed to be cl- closed for six weeks. They were supposed to be open, open in six weeks, but then they had issues with, like, permits and shit like that for the for the, for the the city, and then, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So, I don't know, man. I, I will tell you, I don't know how long it's been since you've been down on, on Babcock there. They do have construction fence around uh, where Old School Pizza used to be. Well, that's what they're doing. There. They're actually, uh, from what I heard, they were doing, like, offices up top and then storefronts down bottom. But they had to tear everything down to build it back up. Right, right. Yeah. Do it all new. Right. For any of you old uh, Brevard heads, uh, this has become a very Brevard. Yeah. Uh, that's where Panthers used to be. Um, <laughs> Panthers Bar and Club. I went there once. What? I used to. I used to live. I, I used to live there because you know I wasn't far down the road. And well, I lived. I lived in Merritt Island, so I was going to New York South. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There I, was Panthers. This was the, we, definitely, we're definitely ninetying ourselves. Oh, right yeah, we're now. definitely. Oh, dude, uh, shut up. Whatever. Panthers, Panthers was the place to be. I. Uh, I had a lot of uh, success there. You see in what my the kids endeavors. do? See what the kids do now? They go to fucking cava bars. Fucking lame ass bullshit. <laughs> I wish. I wish. We could, I wish the, the the kids today could live in the '90s for like a year. No, they would they'd never. never they would survive. You don't think they'd survive? No, no. They, they, they need therapy. <laughs> yeah, we were great. I used to I used to drink a, a twenty four ounce white Russian before I went to Panthers. Bro, they, 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 they wouldn't know what to do. They would the, the kids today would not know like they just they would some of them. I've met some of the kids that are hardcore like we used to be, and they've taken it to another extreme. Yeah, like they like I'm not talking about those kids. I'm talking about your average fucking like kid these days, like in their. Like early twenties, mid thirties, whatever. Those kids wouldn't survive the nineties. They need a they need a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be no place to go. Exactly. We didn't have safe spaces. You had to tough it out. Your safe space was the bathroom at Seven Eleven on the way home. Right. <laughs> safe place to leave something. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's, That's it. all we had. Yeah. That's Crazy. Uh, but you know. You live, you learn. Yeah, we definitely live and learn. It is definitely different times. Um, I, I will say, in my opinion, comedy is is I think is a little more difficult these days because people are triggered or offended. Um, yeah, but see, here's the thing. Like, I long for the days where you know you what? you could Eddie Murphy raw the world. Well, you can, and I'm gonna tell you how. Make just a like Bill, dollars? no, just <laughs> like Bill Burr fucking does. He's a, he prefaces it by listen. Don't get all fucking bent out of shape about this next shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you, if you, like, and, I mean, that's just one way that he will do it, or, like, he'll, like, he'll say the joke, he'll be like, listen, I didn't say I agreed with it, okay? You know, don't be blogging about me now. You know, shit like that. But if you, if you basically are able to say, listen, it's all about presentation, like I said before. If you set it up to where it's like, listen, I know I'm supposed to, you know, that, I'm expected this, that, the other thing, but I have a. I, you gotta give me a learning curve because this is how I was raised. Da, 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 da. If you make it about your past tense, 
instead of it being your present tense, you know, mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you make it as past tense mindset and you're learning, you're evolving, and this, that, and the other thing, you can say whatever the fuck you want to. You know what I mean? Because it is past tense. It's about describing where you came from and where you landed. Like, you know what's right, but it took me a minute to get here. Because you know, my parents fucked me up too, okay? Yeah. You know, like, your parents aren't the only ones to fuck. And you know what? Here's the thing. You millennials all pissed off at the boomers. Guess what? Those were my fucking parents with the boomers. I'm Gen X, motherfucker. I'm, we invented not giving a fuck. Very, very true, we we're the, we're the, we're the very first fucking um, uh, generation to not to, to have the least amount of parenting. That's where latchkey yeah. kids come from. Yeah. We, were, we were the first generation that divorce was normal in our generation. If you were in our generation, your parents were still together. You were oddball. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. But like our parents' generation, parents stayed together for the kids for you whatever reason. The number one cause of divorces? Marriage. Marriage. Absolutely. Yeah, there's only two ways out. Fucking divorce or death. <laughs> that was the old days. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> it's like Bill Burr had a great joke. He's like... You know, it's like 51% of the fucking marriages don't work nowadays. But let's just say you were going fucking parachute jumping, all right? And you, you, the jump master said, you know, 51% of these fucking parachutes don't open. You still going to fucking jump? <laughs> that's, a, that's a gamble, man. But you still got motherfuckers lining up to get half their shit taken. If we were, the, <laughs> if we were in the 90s, everybody's jumping. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm not, I mean, my, my philosophy is I've never been, I've never loved somebody so much. I've never loved a woman so much that I said, hey, let's get the government involved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's all it really is when you boil everything. Well, that's all it is when you boil. That's what it's a contract that says you're allowed to take half of my shit if you get tired of me. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, that's pretty much how it happened, especially right? from the male perspective, because, uh... Well, I mean, they, fu- usually... they fuck you in the fucking courts with the males. Oh, yeah, we get, like, we get Between we get kids, hard. between child support, and fucking and, and alimony, and fucking divorce, you get fucked. Absolutely, I, I'm, I'm... You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give props to my ex-wife, because, you know, she was, she was very, very decent to me in our divorce, and I, I didn't get totally screwed, um... And, you know, we raise our kids good together. No, but I, 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 she still lives in the house that, you know, I loved. <laughs> you know, I miss right. that house. Um, and, and but you know what? She's like, my, my ex-wife, shout out to her. She's she's a very good woman. And, well, she and didn't we, take you to the cleaners. No, she did not take me to the she cleaners. She just got the necessities for her and the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and gl- that's the way it's supposed to and go. And I'm, I'm glad to pay it because I love my kids. I take care of all of them. Right. Um, you know, I love my babies, but... <clears throat> I didn't get, uh, oh, excuse me, got a little, I, I didn't get taken to the cleaners. Well, that's good. <clears throat> and that's the way it's supposed to be, you know? It's like, it's supposed to be amicable, like, you're not supposed to, like, bring, you don't bring the kids into it, but there's so many fucking ugly divorces that do that shit. That's and, because there's a lot of ugly people inside. Oh, there's no doubt. And, there's and, a, 100% and, yeah. You know, and that's a whole nother podcast. Though, that's yeah. a whole nother podcast. So I do want to address one thing before, okay. before we go, and this is for comics. Um, so tonight we were at Madcaps. I don't know the kid's name, but he's doing his set, and I swear to you, he stole from Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Lord. Now, for those of us who are older... What line did he say? What was it? So he tells... In his set, he tells the joke. He says, I uh, called the suicide hotline, and and they put me on hold. Oh, yeah. Which is very famous Rodney Dangerfield. He added to it now. He goes, are you really going to leave me hanging? 
which is, ah. you know, I, I get it. That's it, a, that's it a, it's like that the cringy. Yeah, twist, that's, yeah. you know, you add it to it, but it, I, I had to get up and go to the bathroom. One, because the Mountain Dew Code Red made me have to pee. Again, it was like the, I swear I got, I peed six I times at pee. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're a young comic today, don't directly steal. Don't pull. What was that comic's name? Carlos Mencia. Yeah. <laughs> Don't directly steal people. Rogan, and try Rogan to called it. him out. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna steal material, um, make it unrecognizable. This what? was. This and, was. And his, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That joke is not a hard joke to write. No. Okay. First of all, that kid may have never even heard of fucking Rodney Dangerfield. I'm just being honest. That's okay. It, yeah. It might be something called parallel thinking. You know what I mean? Like, he's in that similar mindset. I mean, like, I'm not saying that it's not... I'm not saying that he's, he did or didn't. I'm saying there is a possibility. Yeah, I get you it. Because I did a joke once. I'm not trying to defend the kid. I'm just saying there is a potential possibility that he came up with that joke. My first joke that I ever did was the movie guy voice. And then I found out that Pablo Francisco had fucking cornered the market on that shit. And I fucking <laughs> cut it out completely. I had no idea. Right. You know I, what I mean? I did a joke once about uh, how watching porn was was inherently gay because <laughs> you know nobody. And then you saw wrong way. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's, no. I, I, uh, what was her name? I think it was Paige Pizanza oh. who pointed out to me. She was like, "Hey, uh, before you do that joke in a lot of places, you might want to watch watch some Ron White." Yeah. And, yeah. And even though I didn't do it directly, because I need a big, blunt, big, yeah, strong, yeah, erect yeah, cock yeah, in my fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to watch a mushy one trying uh, right. to like put a limp linguine into the pot. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, but it's uh, like putting a gummy worm in a fucking bank. Even <laughs> though it wasn't direct, and I had never seen Rod and Wright do and that that's joke. my point. Exactly. And I never seen Ron White do it. That's I my just point had with this thought. kid. And yeah, it. But I. I but I hear what you're saying. When you hear that, you're like, "How does he not know?" You know. But and not everybody the, has the same information as we have. That's true. I mean, I go back to get ideas. I watch some of the really old time comics. Well, you, you, I'll watch you're inspired George, by. Yeah, I watch some George Carlin. Yeah. Um, I watch some Rodney Dangerfield. Well, I have a. I, I have watch a, some Red Fox, which I'm uh, <laughs> fun with Red Fox. Oh, oh Red Fox, but no. But I have a joke that I used to do. That was a. It was actually kind of like a, it was inspired by a Carlin bit. I talked about when I lived in New York. I talked about how I was you know I was born in Alabama, grew up in Florida. So, I mean, and I was raised Southern Baptist. So, that means I'm not Catholic, Jewish, or gay, so I have no friends in New York. <laughs> that joke was inspired by George Carlin saying, you know, I, you know, I was raised uh, Irish Catholic, but you know, you grow. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was inspired by that joke, but it's not a direct fucking, you know, yeah. like, like bite on. I hope somebody tells that kid that, you know, that joke is just too close to Rodney's work and uh, there are people alive well, who remember Rodney, um, yeah, who, who yeah. was a very well, interesting... Maybe Indian, his friends Indian, will, his if he has any friends. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a coin toss about having friends if he's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just friends that, like, want to watch him fucking suck and he'd go up there and do that shit. No, man. Listen, uh, I just saw a comedian uh, a few weeks ago at, at, a, at an open mic that I'm, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention the comic's name. But he fucking did a bit that I know was a direct, like, draw from one of my friends in New York's fucking jokes. Wow. Yeah. Like a guy pretty well, pretty well known, but 
you know, not known enough that everybody knows as Vince. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's been around, he's been in a few movies, been in a a couple of shows and stuff like that. And if you saw him, you'd definitely fucking know him. But you might not know his bits. Right. I get it. And this guy said his bit, like, I mean, he he elaborated on it. Like, kind of took it and kind of made it his own, but it was like a cover version of the joke. Right, and, and it's not but, bad to be inspired by other comics. Right, but, but, but there was a line, yeah, the, there, line, the one line, line he said was verbatim. See, that's, what, that's yeah. plagiarism, that's stealing. You just, uh, exactly. you just Joe Biden your way through yeah. uh, comedy. Um, I, I have some bits that are inspired by things I hear other people right. say. Um, but I, I definitely have but to the, and, that, and listen, inspiration I actually, is the is, is actually Yeah, absolutely. But, but the thing is, like sometimes, sometimes, and this has happened to me, Sometimes I, a joke comes to me so easily, so so boom. I have to call the people that know comedy as well as I do, as much as watch as much comedy as I have, and ask them, "Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like something somebody's done or somebody's doing?" Because I feel like it just came too easy. There's no way I fucking wrote that joke, and I'm the first one to write that fucking joke. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? And usually I, I am like they say they'll say it sounds like this person's joke, but it's not a bite on their joke. It's just a different point of view of the, the same premise and it, you know what I mean which it's a fine line to walk but here's the thing there's an there's a there's a finite amount of premises that you could do at a comedy show that people identify with that the audience is going to fucking identify with right but there's an infinite amount of points of views and fucking you know like ideas and perspectives on those finite amount of premises I get it you yeah. know what I'm saying I agree with so that. just because somebody talks is doing a joke about an iPhone doesn't mean they stole that joke from Joe Schmo. You know what I mean? They're doing their interpretation of their fucking dealings with the iPhone. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the iPhone is such a large premise. Now, unless he goes, well, I was on my own, and does it verbatim? Do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, but this kid tonight, except for adding the line, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear, I hear what you're saying. What I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is there's all kinds of different yeah. ways. But anyways, before I get off on another tangent and piss somebody else off with a podcast <laughs> listen real talk um you got you coming you're doing Lizette's next week I'm doing Lizette's next week alright I'm doing Muggsy's tomorrow rock on um I think I'm stopping by Lizette's first okay um to see who's going on very cool um and I'll be so, at Muggsy's on uh 192 downtown Melbourne on Thursday Muggsy's on Main downtown Melbourne Good, on great Maine. show go out check it out uh, a lot of fun Alex uh, Alex runs that one. Alex runs that one. And uh, um, yeah, that, just, that show's pretty good, guys. If you get awesome show. There, go out and go, check, go it out. And check it out. Now, like you said, Lizette's. I got Lizette's. I got social distance every Wednesday. So if you're uh, if you're out there and you want to come out to a comedy show, uh, social distance. Uh, we got a different show every week. If you if you guys are uh, old school and you went to um, you know uh, open mics back in the day, back in 2013 or and beyond. Um, it's very similar to that. Got a good vibe. Got a, it's a great location. They got a full menu, full bar. Come on out and check that out. Lizette's great menu. They got beer and wine, uh, but the Cajun food. If you like Cajun food, it's, uh, this dude is off the chain, uh, Chef Kevin. Good, um, good food there. Excellent food. Also, just got to give another shout out to Madcaps, Adam Lowry. Listen, hey, I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I hope you know we can come to a, a, a common bond and. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Also, shout out to Kevin and Andre 
and thanks for getting us up. And Sarah over at the uh, Tiernanog in, uh, in Daytona Beach. Um, listen, guys, if you want to check anything else out of me, uh, hit me up, DuncanJ.com. All my stuff is there, all my... Uh, you know, events, all the all the cool things I got coming up. Uh, and if you're if you're a business owner or you you work in a where you you're an HR person, you're trying to put something together for the company or something like corporate events or anything like that. Uh, the the holiday season's coming up, so hit me up. We can make something happen. I can do it clean. I can do it whatever whatever you need to get HR's approval. <laughs> <laughs> we can make it happen. Um, and I thank everybody very much. More time for my man EQ. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and this is Duncan J. Good night. God bless. God bless.